Welcome to the Next Level Podcast, brought to you by Review High School Athletics. I am your host, Cameron Lee, and um, today we're fortunate to have a special guest, first-time guest of the podcast. We have Review High School PE coach and the head golf coach, Mr. Seth Gilmer. How are you doing today, man? Doing great. It's great to be here with you, Cam. I appreciate it, man. Um, if you attended Review and uh, you are a sports fanatic, or if you love sports in any type of fashion, everybody knows Coach Gilmer. Um, he's been able to impact a lot of students. Um, he's a great guy. He truly cares about the kids. Um, and it shows, you, you know, he's super competitive and uh, just an overall great guy. So it's a blessing to have you on. And um, I'm super happy to be able to have you on here today, man. Um, starting off, Coach, because everybody knows you mostly as, you know, PE coach, basketball junkie. Um, let's talk about your upbringing. Um, let's talk about, you know, where you're from. You know, what what made you grow your love for sports? Well, I was, I'm from northern Indiana, and, um, you know, I've been down here in South Carolina for 23 years now, but pretty typical upbringing. Um, I played pretty much any sport you could imagine, ironically, except for golf when I was growing up. I, I played my main sports were basketball and baseball. I ended up playing four years of varsity basketball and, and three years of varsity baseball in high school. Um, but growing up, I played I played football. I played I tried soccer one year. Didn't like that too much. Um, but mainly played you know ma- mainly uh, just that normal everyday kid where if it was in the fall we were playing football. If it was in the winter we were playing basketball. If it was in the spring we were playing baseball and then in the summertime we did a little bit of all of them and usually focused on where I grew up basketball because basketball was pretty much um, what ruled the roost in Indiana when I was growing up. So we most of our summers were spent playing basketball you know six to ten hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my dad, my dad was actually a, f- a fabulous athlete when he was growing up. My dad got varsity letters in five different sports in high school, believe it or not. So um, my love for sports came mainly from my dad and, and my grand and my grandfather, my uh, maternal grandfather um, and maternal grandmother were actually pretty big basketball players back in their day in their own right. So. Um, but my dad, you know, my dad was my, my mom and dad were my little league baseball coaches. Um, my dad taught me how to shoot a basketball. Um, my dad would, you know, throw me passes for football. So my dad, you know, my dad was a, a was the biggest, uh, by far biggest uh, person that influenced me as far as love and sports. And um, you know, I, I you know I grew up loving sports, and that's why naturally I gravitated into teaching physical education, um, trying to get, you know, kids inspired to exercise and find what it is that makes them tick, so to speak. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's not basketball, whatever it is, you know, I tell kids, if you like to skateboard, skateboard, just do something that's physically active. Um, and, and be a, and be a, uh, you know, a healthy person And sports definitely, I think help us do that. Nice and, uh, <clears throat> Um, it sounds like you come from a pretty crazy um, sports sports focused family, man. That's that's impressive. Five lettering and five sports. That's that's unheard of, especially in today. Um, and I know you know, I know that you love basketball. We know that you you know. I've had many conversations with you. We've played against each other. We've played with each other. Worked out together numerous times. 
So talk about what, what led you into coaching golf because, you know, I know you're a basketball junkie, like I've said a couple times already, but what led you in the direction of becoming a head coach of a golf program, of the golf program here at Ridgeview? Well, to be honest with you, Kim, I mean, they say the Lord works in mysterious ways. And uh, for me, uh, getting to coach the golf team was, it was actually just a total blessing. Mm-hmm. It, it really literally fell into my lap um, our, our great athletic director, Coach Roosevelt, was actually the golf coach um, before I took over the golf program. And w- what transpired back then was Coach Roosevelt was also coaching cross country in the fall. And then, you know, he was one of your basketball coaches. Mm-hmm. So when, when, when the boys' track job had come open, Coach Gordon, our, our previous athletic director, asked Coach Roosevelt if he'd be willing to take over boys track because there is some crossover with cross country and track. Mm -hmm. So Coach Roosevelt, I think he probably would say now he reluctantly agreed to give up golf and take on track because honestly track's a lot more responsibility in my opinion. You're looking at, you know, 50 to 60 athletes instead of with golf we usually have at most 10. Um, But anyway, you know, for me, coaching golf at Ridgeview, uh, it just kind of was just a total blessing that just fell in my lap because when Coach Gordon convinced Coach Roosevelt to take track over to have that crossover with cross country going on, um, I was really the only person on staff that had a golf background. I did actually play one year of college golf. My, my last year of college, I was on a full basketball scholarship, but my last year of college, I went out for the golf team just for the heck of it, and I was fortunate to make the team. And um, so I, I had a when I say a brief golf background, it was a very brief back background in golf. I played one year in college, and I'd actually coached the golf team over at Dreer High School for one year. So, Coach Gordon came to me and asked me would I be would I be interested in in, in taking over the golf program here at Ridgeview, and um, you know I, I I prayed about it for a day and came back with a definite yes, and I'm I'm very blessed that's worked out now for this is my eighth year now with golf and you know I don't plan on ever giving this job up because obviously I, I love golf it's a great game you can play it your whole life as long as you keep your back in shape I try to tell the kids that around here and um, I'm just very blessed to have I've had some great parents in my golf program the last eight years that have been nothing but just fabulous help and um, I just consider it a true blessing to coach golf and that's that's how I got into the golf at Ridgeview, it just just pretty much, pretty much basically fell into my lap. Hmm. Let's talk about your, your senior. You said your senior year you played golf, correct? In college. Yes, sir. How, how did that go for you? Well, you know, I, it's a funny funny thing. I'll tell you this: I, I played basketball in high school in front of five thousand people a night. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it Hoosier hysteria, and I mean, I never had nerves playing sports. I only got to play in two college golf matches and I'll never forget the very first golf match that I stepped on that tee box I was in the last group because I was playing number five because mm-hmm. um, there were four scholarship players playing in front of me and I stepped on that tee box and there was maybe 15 to 20 people around the clubhouse still and as soon as I stepped on that tee box my knees started shaking like they've <laughs> never shook before it's it's a it's a totally different feeling in golf because you literally are an island there's nobody out there that you can point to to blame if things go bad and there's nobody that you can point to if things go good it's literally all on your shoulders in golf and uh, 
I, I'll never forget how nervous I was hitting that very first shot in a real actual event. Now I don't get nerves like that, but that first time, it was it was the most nerve-wracking thing I'd ever experienced in sports, and I was shocked because I didn't think that was my personality at all. Yeah. But it's just a it's just a totally different feeling. Yeah, it's a different environment. How how are you able to relay that to some of your golfers now? You know, some of our students. You know, how are you able to relay that and to, to help ease their nerves, you know, so they can go out and perform to the best of their ability? Well, the good thing about, you know, with our, with our guys, you know, we're very fortunate. Coach Roosevelt's hired Dr. Anderson to help us out. And four years ago, you know, I had the golf team work with Dr. Anderson and talking about the mental aspect of sports in general. But there's not, in my opinion, there's not many sports that require – um, your mental focus more than golf mm -hmm. because the game can move so slow when you're going from shot to shot if you if you don't keep control of your emotions and you let your emotions start spinning out of control on you a round of golf can spiral out of control really fast and it's uh, very very important to keep your mental focus in golf because if you have your mental focus and your mental peace of mind so to speak it naturally it naturally gives you peace in your body your physical body and um you know i have my guys set goals every year we, we have to set goals for the team and we have to set goals individually and we got that from dr anderson you know um i'm really big on that goal setting and and you know and we talk about it we try to talk talk to our guys about about it at practice on a daily basis of honestly sometimes in golf and it's this way in all sports but really in golf the most important um six inches is the six inches between your ears in golf mm -hmm. because you've got to keep that mental focus and you got to keep that mental stability to where you don't let things spiral out of control in your head because if you hit one bad shot i tell the guys and this might not be a nice term to use, but I say you got to flush the toilet really fast. Mm -hmm. If you hit a bad shot, you have to flush that out of your mind immediately and just prepare for the next shot. Because if you focus on a bad shot in golf, the whole round can just spiral out of control really fast. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the mental aspect, man, um, in all sports, really, you know, it's super important. A lot of times more important than the physical aspect, you know. And uh, if we, the, the earlier that we can get our guys and girls, um, our athletes, to control that mental aspect, the better off I think they'll be. Um, switching gears. So, Coach, how long have you been at Ridgeview? I've been blessed to be at Ridgeview for 15 years now. Uh, this is uh, my 23rd year in teaching and coaching overall, and I've been very fortunate to, to find what I call a permanent home here at Ridgeview. Uh, you kind of alluded to the fact that I'm a basketball junkie. You know, I coached basketball my first eight years in 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 this in my profession, and that that's how I came down to South Carolina. I was a head head basketball coach right out of college down here, and I and I'm always going to miss the game. But there's a lot of a lot of aspects of basketball that I don't miss because you know you be, you know being a basketball coach how much of a grind it is. Mm -hmm. It's a 12 month a year grind now for to coach high school basketball, and you know now that I'm older and I, I'm married and I have children and I have I even have some some grandchildren now you know step-grandchildren that have come into my life um, I, I, I enjoy the freedom that coaching golf gives me to be able to spend time with my family mm -hmm. um, 
as compared to uh, you know a grind of, of, of coaching basketball or football you know th those two sports in particular are big grinds in, in high school even at the high school level they're pretty much 12 month a year jobs now and um, you know I, I, uh, I found golf to be um, a little more relaxing because you know in, in golf we're, we're dependent on the golf courses we don't have our own gym that we can go to and say hey guys we're working out at this time we're working out at this time you know we can only get on the golf course when the golf course gives us the opportunity and you know in the summertime we only practice four days for the whole summer because wow. that's all we can get on the golf course you know because mm -hmm. the golf course has to make money the golf course is a business oh, yeah. so compared to where you guys are in the weight room or on the basketball court pretty much all summer long we only have four practices all summer and then our guys are pretty much you know the guys that want to be good at golf they play what's called south carolina junior golf association they have a summer tour where they play a tournament every monday and the guys that want to be good in golf join that tour if, if they don't join that tour and we tell our guys that you know if they don't join that summer tour they're never going to really be good at golf because golf is, is a sport like any other sport it takes constant repetitions but we because of we have a, a lack of uh, of resources so to speak and that we can't just go to the golf course and show up every day and say hey we want to play we have to let them make their money and stay in stay in business so we have to you know and our our, 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 our golf course is so good to us mr graber i mean if he ever listens to these podcasts i want to definitely give him a, a big praise and a shout out for mr tom graber our director of golf at the windermere club he has helped our golf program so much since he came to the windermere club but still, we understand as Coach Biedenbaugh and I, we understand as golf coaches, we have to work around them. We can't ever, we can't ever expect them to work around us because they are a business. And, um, you know, and that's what it boils down to with golf is that it's, it's given me a, a lot more freedom in my personal life. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> Seeing that you've been at, I know you coached at, um, you've worked at Richard Northeast, Dreer, um, I want to say Fairfield Central as well, right? That's correct. Um, talk about what it's like not only being a coach, but also being a teacher here at Ridgeview and and how different it may be as far as the, the impact you're able to make on students, um, the relationships you're able to build, and um, what does it mean to you to be, you know, someone that's a role model position here at the school and, um, as far as being at this school as, as well as compared to other other um, places that you've been? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked me that because I'm, I'm, the thing about being at Ridgeview this long now is um, I, uh, I always kind of looked at my profession as my high school basketball coach worked at my school for 44 years, mm -hmm. okay? You, you were three, three generations deep into people that knew who Coach Edison was. And I was very fortunate in the college I played basketball at, Coach, Coach Jim Kessler coached at Grace College for 42 years. So everybody where I grew up, if you say Grace College, most people think about Jim Kessler more than they even think about the school, honestly. He had that much of an impact on the community. Mm -hmm. And just in Northern Indiana, if you say Grace College, people automatically think of Jim Kessler. When you said Plymouth High School, people automatically thought of Jack Edison as the basketball coach because they were there for so long. Mm -hmm. They were pillars of the community. And um, 
you know, I love my students and my student athletes. I started out, you know, my career, just to recap it real quick, was at Estill. My first point guard, Jermaine Wright, still calls me on my, on my birthday and on Father's Day, 23 years later. That means a lot to me because that, that means I know I impacted his life. Um, a, a great story about Jermaine, he had his daughter was running in the straight state championship track meet at Spring Valley three years ago. He called me up and asked me to go watch his daughter run. That really touched my heart because that told me that 23 years later he hadn't forgotten about me. And when I, when I get calls and texts from former athletes from any school, it means the world to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I, obviously, just through the natural uh, through the natural aspect of time. Getting to be at Ridgeview for 15 years, I, I feel like I've become a solid part of this community. I mean, you, you, you know, you, you referenced that I'm a sports junkie. Mm -hmm. I mean, I try to go and support as many sports as I can. I try to go to all the football games or as many as I can make it to. You know, you see me in the gym at almost any basketball game I can possibly make it to. In the spring, it's harder for me. Um, but I do try to make it to uh, spring sporting events on Friday nights because, you know, golf, we usually play Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Um, but, you know, just being able to, to get out and try to impact the students' lives and sh show them that I genuinely care about them as not just as athletes but as people. I mean, to me, a good coach and a good mentor is somebody that, their kids know they genuinely care about them. There's an old adage, it's a cliche, that, that says they don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. and, and to me, I try to live by that. That's one of many mantras I try to live by is I try to let my students and my athletes know that I genuinely care about them as people. Um, I want them to succeed in life, whatever avenue they choose. Um, you know, and I'll just speak candidly with you. You know, like you, I'm trying to help you, encourage you to become a certified teacher because mm -hmm. you can be a great, you can be, you're a great coach. And, you know, to, to do well in this, in this profession at this level, you know, you need to be a teacher because it just helps you be able to provide for your family and, mm -hmm. and take care of yourself. Um, so I try to mentor you on a, on a, on a, I wouldn't say daily basis. I don't get to see you every day in school, but but when I see you, I try to encourage you to be the best Cam you can be, you know. And I try to do that with all with all of our, our students and athletes. Um, you know, I run the church basketball league at my church, and I've got, you know, you know them well. One of them is your former teammate, Marion Jenkins, oh, plays on my team. Yeah. And then Brandon King is a Brandon King was a great football and basketball player here at Ridgeview. My very first year here back in 2006, and Brandon plays on my church basketball team. And when and, and when they call me coach and they say, Coach, you know we appreciate everything you've done for us, and you continue to do for us. To me, that's what it's all about. It's about being there for the student athletes and doing everything I possibly can to make their lives better in any way I can. I understand? Yes. Um the relationships you're able to build here and, and it sounds like that you built at your former stops as well have been, you know, pretty strong. You've left a, a lasting impact on a lot of kids. And, uh, you know, this was my first year coaching and I would say that's probably the most gratifying aspect of being, you know, a coach of a, of a program and involved in the program is just building those relationships, seeing those, those kids learn and grow in whatever endeavors that it is, you know. I think that's uh, it's really special, it's super special. Exactly. Um, so you've been, excuse me, you've been coaching golf here 
for eight years, correct? Yes, sir. All right. If you had to pick one moment, what was your favorite memory so far coaching golf at Ridgeview? Well, I'd have I'd have to lean towards uh, three years ago. We had our first Blazer Open. Mm -hmm. we, we host our own tournament. We actually have that coming up here on March 30th, okay. later this month. Everybody be sure to go check them, check them out March 30th, Blazer Open. Where is it at? That's at the Windermere Club. That's at, our home golf course. At the Windermere Club. Be sure to go check them out. And um, I've been coaching golf long enough to know the teams that we can compete against well and the teams we can't compete against well. So I, I, I set our tournament up to where we have a purple division and a silver division, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say which division's better or whatnot, but we play in the purple division where we were playing against schools that shot more of the, of the range of scores that we shoot. And, you know, we were fortunate that we, we pulled off the victory, and that was the first tournament that Ridgeview had won in golf since – since Blythewood opened up and, and, you know, most of our spring sports athletes kind of migrated out to Blythewood. Um, so, you know, I had Jacob Fink was our number one golfer then. Christian Wilson was our number two. Brent Wilson, who's now our number one player, was on that team. Tori Legreen is, uh, is back with the program this year, and he, he played that day. And then we had a kid that graduated last year, Carlos Jenkins, who picked up golf late in life. But those were our five guys that day. And to, and to win that tournament, um, it meant a lot to me uh, because we have um, we've tried to build a golf program up gradually, back up. Um, so it, it meant a lot to me that day. And not that winning is the only thing that matters by any means, but to see those guys, because Jacob Fink, Christian Wilson and Brett Wilson, they're, they're the th three guys that have really um, taken golf and, and made it a year-round sport. Most of my guys in the past thought golf was literally just from February to May and it was done. But Christian, Jake, and Brent, they play in that summer tour I already referenced. They play in any type of winter tours that they can get into. Um, Brent, as a matter of fact, just won a, it's called a U.S. Kids Tournament at Cobblestone two Sundays ago. You know, so those, those three guys took what I asked them to do and they applied it to, to, to be, become pretty darn good golfers. Christian and Jake are actually playing in college right now. And those are our first guys that have gone to play college golf since Blythewood opened up, you know, because most of the golfers did leave and go to Blythewood when Blythewood opened back in 2005. And Christian and Jacob, Jake, I just played golf with Jake Saturday, as a matter of fact, and he's down at USC Sumter, and he's doing great. He's their number one or number two player right now. And, you know, he's shooting in the low 70s consistently um, for his 18-hole tournaments. And, 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 you know, that goes back to the, the Blazer Open that, that inspired those guys that, hey, we can win this and we want to keep getting better and better. And, and they, they, even though they got shut down early with COVID last year, Jake and Christian and Brent, they continued to play the junior golf and, and they stuck with it and, and kept grinding. Um, and, it, and it's paid off for them. I'm, I'm glad you touched on COVID. Um, this year, we've been fortunate enough to have a golf season. Speak on how, how did COVID affect your, I, I understand you didn't have a season at all. And you said you only get four days in the summer to practice with your guys, you know, due to course course um, responsibilities. Right. Um, 
Speak on how COVID, how the pandemic even affected you this year as far as preparation and being able to build that camaraderie with your team or getting to know your players or what, what effects did it have on your season? Well, it's COVID's – I mean, you know, we're, we're not the only ones that would have to say this, obviously, but COVID's definitely had a, a drastic impact on our program because – you know, we did. We had one nine-hole match last year, and we played in in a in a 36-hole tournament that week before we got shut down mm -hmm. when the pandemic started. Um, and for us, like this year, we have five sophomores on the team, but they're really freshmen still. Yeah. Because they didn't. They. I think two of those guys did play in that first match and in that first tournament, but they're. But only playing in two events as your freshman year, those 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 five sophomores we have, they're pretty much still freshmen as far as we're concerned on the golf program because they lost their whole freshman season. Um, but you know it, it has it has impacted the the camaraderie and whatnot as far as being able to be on the course together. But one thing that I've tried to do uh, in the golf program, we do a spirit night every month. We try to go eat together, and you know we raise money. You know, yeah. I mean, we've raised almost eight hundred and fifty to nine hundred dollars <throat> just going to eat together once a month this year. Um, you know, we go to we go to Beef O'Brady's. I'm going to try to give some shout outs to our Spirit Night restaurants as well right now. So we go to Beef O'Brady's. You know, Miss Casey down there did a great job for us. She always helps, takes care of us. So anybody that is around Northeast Columbia, please go go support Beef O'Brady's. They got great food in there. Uh, CC's Mitch over at CC's always helps us out. Uh, we went to uh, Freddy's on Killian Road. They did a great job helping us out. We uh, we went to uh, Burger IM, which is actually where we're going to go eat our post game post match meal tomorrow. Um, Mr. Christopher Williams at Burger IM. Is, uh, is helping us out, getting involved in our golf program. And so we do those spirit nights, not just to raise money, but to try to stay connected. Mm -hmm. Because with golf, it's harder to stay connected because you being a basketball player and a basketball coach, you'll understand this analogy. There's not as many locker room moments in golf, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, because once the kids get to the golf course. It's individual. And they get out there on the course. They might be with one other teammate in a group in a match, but normally the way golf works is you got, like tomorrow night, we're going to be playing Spring Valley and Westwood in our first match of the season. So our number one will be playing with Spring Valley's number one and with Westwood's number one in the first group. And those three guys will go out together. So you're not with even another teammate, let alone coaches. And, you know, and, and, and we as coaches, we ride around in the cart out there at the golf course, and, and I realistically, I try to see every kid play three holes out of their nine holes because you can only get to, when you're cycling through six kids in nine holes in a match, you, you only get to see, I try to get every kid started off the first hole. Then I try to get out there to, to hole three or four and try to watch them all come through that hole. Mm -hmm. Then I'll try to get out to hole seven or eight and try to all, watch them all come through that hole. And then by that time, I got to get to hole number nine and get ready to start taking the scores and the scoreboard in. Gotcha. So there's not as many, there's just naturally not as many what I call locker room moments in golf because it is an individual game that's played in a team concept in high school. 
Um, but it's an individual game, and, and there's the, you're, you're nev we're never in a locker room before a game for a pregame talk. Yeah. We're never in a game in a locker room after after a match for a postgame talk. You know those, those things, they're just not as readily available in golf. So that's why we we, we mainly eat together, try to do a spirit night five months out of the school year to get those moments. to stay connected. Yeah, I got you, I got you. Um, last couple questions before you wrap this up. Um, I, I, you've already mentioned Brent as your number one. Um, if you had to name a couple other golfers, who would be a couple other golfers that, that uh, the fans should, should be looking out for, you know, to keep to follow? Well, I'll, I'll just, I guess I'll just kind of call our lineup for the tournament on Wednesday and Thursday this week. We're going to be over in Lexington playing in the Battle of the Damn Tournament. Mm -hmm. And through our six qualifiers the last two weeks of practice, um, we, we've already obviously finished up our qualifiers. We're finished up on, on Thursday last week. And that's the thing about golf is, you know, you don't have anybody to blame but yourself if you're not where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And if, you want, if you're not where you want to be, you get out, got to get out and practice more because I don't let one kid play 18 holes and another kid play six holes. Every kid gets to play the same amount of holes. And the kids with the best scores, that's who plays. You know, it's golf's a very subjective game. It's not objective like, you know, you being a basketball coach, you might have somebody say, well, my kid can shoot better than that kid. My kid can pass better than that kid. My kid can plays defense better than that kid. Mm -hmm. None of that stuff is in play in golf. It's all strictly on that kid's score. And so, you know, our top five scores from our qualifiers, you know, Brent Wilson was, was hands down, he was like probably 30 strokes ahead of everybody else after our six days of qualifiers. And Brent's earned that right, honestly, because like I said, Brent grinds at the game. He, him, him and his dad are always out practicing or playing golf pretty much six days a week, maybe sometimes seven days a week. Um, so Brent's gonna be our number one. Now when I say other players to watch, like I kind of alluded to already, we, we have five sophomores that are all basically freshmen pretty much. Um, but Tori Lagrune is gonna be our number two in the tournament. Um, and Tori did play in middle school, uh, both years of middle school. So he's, he's the only other one of those guys that really has experience besides Brent. Now, uh, Malcolm Elliott, I would say, to me, possibly has some of the best potential that we have. You know, Malcolm's dad was a great athlete. He played basketball for the Miami Hurricanes. Okay. So Malcolm's got athletic genes in his, in his body. Um, and Malcolm came in at third. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how Malcolm does this year. Malcolm Elliott, number three. Um, we have another, another guy that came to the golf program for the first time this year, Alex Pearson. Alex has been doing a great job in all of our activities, you know, showing up at fundraisers, and dedicate himself to golf. And Alex is a great swimmer. I actually believe he's our best swimmer here at Ridgeview. But I'm really happy that he's joined the golf team. And he came in at fourth. And then Caleb Milligan is another sophomore who's going to be our number five on Wednesday and Thursday in this tournament. And so when I say players to watch, um, we've already told those guys last, last week at practice that we don't want them to get intimidated because they're going to be playing against guys that have been playing golf since they were six, seven years old. The guys that are really good at golf in high school usually have been playing since they were juniors, six, seven, eight years old, and, mm -hmm. and that junior tour I've already alluded to. 
So we, we, we're trying to get our guys out of the mindset that this year is a growing year for us mm -hmm. because of them getting shut down last year. Um, I don't want them to put pressure on themselves. We're definitely not going to put pressure on them as coaches. We just want them to have fun, enjoy the game, understand that it's a lifelong game that they can play the rest of their life. And hopefully we'll see a lot of growth from those four guys I just mentioned. And, uh, you know, we still have um, our senior, James Watson. He, he was, wasn't far behind. He, was al he almost got in there to the top five. But James is going to be in the mix all year long. You know, James, is, James played golf as a sophomore, too. Would have been, was on the team as a junior, but got shut down. Um, and then we got two newcomers that are, you know, they're coming along, but Justin Singletary, I do want to give a shout out to Justin as being one of my best uh, academic golfers. Mm -hmm. um, Justin's a senior. I don't know if he'll ever qualify for a match this year, but if he doesn't, that's fine because he does a great job in the classroom and um, he's got great manners and he's just the type of person I want to be affiliated with. And then Malachi Cupid came to golf this year and he's working hard at it. So those guys are also on the team. Um, but with golf, it's a relative term as far as who we're going to be watching out for this year because we're just looking for hopefully a lot of growth from our team this year because it's pretty much like their freshman year for most of them. Okay. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, like I said, you've influenced a lot of people, um, a lot of kids look up to you and you continue to be in – um, an influence in their life, and we appreciate all you've done here for Ridgeview, um, athletically and as a, as a teacher. Um, the, when is the next the next match for you guys? Well, we we we're getting ready to kick it off full steam ahead tomorrow. Okay. Uh, we, first we, match of the season. Yes, sir. Tomorrow's our first match. We play Spring Valley and Westwood at home, so that that'll that'll tee off at four o'clock. Um, now the tournament on Wednesday and Thursday. That's that's during the day, so most people that would ever want to come out and watch a match, you know, it's hard. You can't get out of work necessarily to come out and support us during a tournament. Mm -hmm. But um, we, we play the Battle of the Dam tournament on Wednesday and Thursday over in Lexington at Golden Hills. And then that following week, we're pretty much two or three matches a week through the end of April. So so it's, it's full steam ahead for us starting them off. All right, well, be sure to look out on all the social media platforms to see the announcements um, of our upcoming golf matches. And uh, once again, Coach, appreciate you, man. It's truly a pleasure to have you. Um, good luck this season, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon, all right? Thank you. I appreciate it, Cam. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. You got it, buddy. I'll probably get it out. Um, if not tonight, then.